0: The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. TechTown Detroit is a business incubator and accelerator, helping tech startups and local businesses launch and grow. TechTown supports businesses with co-working, office, meeting, and event space. They also connect entrepreneurs to resources and learning and networking events in Detroit. TechTown Detroit, Detroit's entrepreneurship hub. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the Craig Folley Show on Deadline Detroit. We are going to be recording this from the bunker today, not uh, under quarantine or anything like that, but uh, just out of concern for the public health, we are not occupying the offices downtown today, so this is being recorded at the secret lair of the Craig Fawley Show not so secret, but anyway, that's what we're doing today, and I don't have a whole lot going on today other than to discuss uh, some things that we've been talking about on, on social media over the last couple of days around the coronavirus and what everybody's up to right now. Tomorrow, I'll have some more, we'll be talking to some people about some tips that businesses and independent business people can take to survive this uncertain time and make sure that uh, things go okay and that we have businesses to come back to when we are all back to normal, which could be a while and for some of us might never happen but it's an interesting time so stick around for the craig folly show on deadline detroit the craig folly show on deadline detroit is made possible in part by samaritas the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency however samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state they are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in michigan They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey everybody, Craig here. Thanks so much for checking out the show today and uh, just to say... Um, this is an interesting time we are in right now. Uh, obviously, I've been sort of holed up for the past few days, like many of us are, uh, trying to practice the social distancing, making sure that we're not coming in contact with too many people in an effort to slow the spread of this disease and really start to see a, you know, a decline in the number of, of positive cases. And this could be something that we're dealing with for a little while. And that's creating a ton of uncertainty, a lot of worry for a ton of people, including myself. I don't want to suggest that I'm above that sort of thing. We all get concerned from time to time, stressed out. And a lot of us are dealing with completely different situations. I do not have children in the house right now. A couple of years ago, I would have. That would have created a completely different set of headaches. So right now, basically, I'm just trying to make sure that I've got some work to do, stay relevant, uh, make sure that I'm actually bringing something of value to people when I do decide to speak up and not really trying to, to interfere with, with everything that's going on. Uh, I've got different jobs that I work on. I, as you know, I do this. This is one of the things that I do. But I've got clients out there that are trying to get the word out for some things that they're working on. And frankly, there is no room for anything out there right now other than coronavirus coverage. That's basically all people are talking about, all they want to hear about. And it makes sense, given the potential gravity of the situation. Um, I would like to start out with this. I'm actually excited to see that it certainly seems as if now everybody is taking this seriously. Now, a number of people out there will always sort of flout this and say, oh, well, you know, we're going to, you know, I'm going to live rather than, you know, survive, that kind of stuff. But, you know, some of these things just make sense. It's not just about us individually. It's about the people we come in contact with and whether or not we're posing a danger to them. And while I may not be in the high risk category, I certainly don't want to tempt fate on this thing. So I'm being, I'm taking precautions. Like I think most of us are. And that's a good thing. And you've gotten all sorts of tips on what you can do, how you can spend your time, what are productive ways to spend your time in, in, you know, not necessarily quarantine, but just hold up in your house and buying supplies and everything else. And we've heard all the stories about people hoarding toilet paper and hand sanitizer and profiteering and everything else. And all those things are indeed happening. But I think deep down, you know, the one thing that, that all of us are a little bit concerned about and, and should be concerned about is, you know, what is this going to mean for us? I mean, if, you're, if you've are if you got a salary job and you know you're going to be going back to it, you're getting paid through this whole thing, well, you know, uh, great. I'm, I'm, feeling good for you. That's, that's a great thing. And, um, it's important for me and some members of my family that that is the case for them. And they're in a much better position than many of us are when it comes to what's going to happen here. Like I said, I've got clients and some of my work is somewhat, uh, proof, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's somewhat, I guess, pandemic proof in that, you know, uh, these are long-term projects that are going to be going on for a while. And I can keep working on them and keep getting paid the way that I have been, which is good. But for a lot of people out there, they're not going to get paid. They're uncertain. I've got a couple of very, very good friends right now who are trying to figure out whether or not they need to find another job temporarily. And what could that job be given what's going on other than maybe delivering food or working overnights at a grocery store? Something to keep the income coming in while they are displaced. And that's a problem. And that's something that got me thinking yesterday as to what can the government do when it comes to dealing with this problem? What is a responsible package that the government could put out that would give people at least some sort of breathing room, some sort of comfort, some way to get through the next few weeks until they can get back on their feet, until the businesses they work for can get back on their feet? This is a big deal. So we've been hearing a little bit about what the government can do in terms of stimulus packages, and we learned a little bit more today. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and President Trump, among others, uh, gave a press conference today talking about a potential government stimulus package. And in it, of course, was discussions about a payroll tax cut. I'm not a big fan of the payroll tax cut. It's a few bucks per pay period for the people who are still getting paid, but it's not good for anybody that's working frankly, hourly, or it works for tips, or is a restaurant worker that's now shut down. Anybody whose business has been closed, who's not full-time, that's not necessarily something that's going to help them. Not in the immediate term. Then today, President Trump actually let slip that he's talking about sending out $1,000 checks to everybody in America. Now, that's a direct stimulus. We haven't seen one of those since George W. Bush put one of those out there, and it put cash in people's pockets and allowed them to survive and allowed them to pay off some bills if they had to. But is it enough? I like where they're going with this. It's a recognition that the government can't just shut down everybody's way of living and then not give any sort of relief to individuals. Not just the banks, not just the airlines and the industries affected. This is something that needs to go directly into people's pockets to give them some sense that they are going to get through this. That's a huge deal. And I want to applaud the president, actually, for considering it. And we don't have all the details yet. In fact, I know they're going to meet with Senate leaders later today, and there may be some people in there who don't like this idea. But I think the bipartisan spirit that seems to be emerging right now, at least on Capitol Hill, is going to win the day. And we'll get some sort of stimulus package that includes direct relief to citizens. That's a big deal. And it needs to happen. Now the question is going to be, is it enough? Because $1,000 is great, but for a lot of people, that's the rent. Maybe the electric bill and the gas and the rent together, if you're lucky, that gets you through a month. And I think a month might be enough. It could be one of those situations where you know we start to see the numbers decline enough where we don't necessarily go right back to where we were, but we also don't have to take the same sorts of precautions that we did before. Now, I am not an infectious disease specialist, so that timeline could be very, very optimistic on my part. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that it is something that goes that quickly, but it is something that, um, you know, that would help a lot. And it's the kind of thing that shows that they're actually thinking about people and not just the financial institutions. And for me, that's a big deal. I've seen all the cartoons out there around showing that uh, there's all these buildings on fire everywhere. The bank is not on fire, but that's where all the water's going. And yes, the banks need something. And the Fed did their part by lowering the interest rates to make it easier for those types of people to borrow money cheaply so that they can maybe do something to assist ordinary people. Now, can you go so far as to say, hey, you got a month off from a mortgage payment. Utility payments are halted for a little while. I don't know. I'm not sure how you would do it. But I think that we definitely need to see something from the government that acknowledges individuals in this situation. And not just institutions. Individuals are the backbone of the economy. And when your economy relies on money circulating, then you have to find a way to keep that going. Because by shutting everything down, you basically are halting that. And it's a recognition on the government's part that there are people out there that have not been enjoying a very robust economy. They've been working paycheck to paycheck for many, many years. And when that paycheck goes away, the whole system is disrupted. We cannot have another cycle of foreclosures. We cannot have another cycle of evictions. These are things that we need to avoid. Power being out right now when people are being asked to be at their homes because they can't pay their bill. Or water being shut off. We've seen actions to curtail that practice. These are all positive steps that recognize that individuals have individual situations. And frankly, I'm not going to worry about whether or not somebody who makes a lot of money is also getting the same amount that that I might get if indeed the stimulus package goes through Congress over the next couple of days. I don't care. Make it across the board if you want to. Everybody gets it. That's a huge, huge acknowledgement on the part of the U.S. government that individuals are going to be hurting through this, and they need to do something to step in and stop it. And I realize it probably took about a month longer than it should have for the government to come around to the possibility that this was going to happen. But they got there. They figured it out. Now, it doesn't mean the plan's going to fix everything. It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean it's going to necessarily be evenly distributed across all industries or across all people. But if there's at least an acknowledgement that all of us need some sort of reassurance to get us through this and to get us to toe the line and do what we're supposed to do to stop the spread of this virus, then I'm going to say... That's a good thing. I don't heap a lot of praise on this president and I'm not about to heap a ton of praise on him right now because I'm not sure he's deserving of it. But somebody got to him. Somebody got to him and suggested to him we need to do something big here because we are on the we are on the doorstep of a potentially devastating financial situation for millions of people in this country. It's not a hoax. It's not just going to go away. It's not the same as the seasonal flu. This is something different. And it's about time that the federal government started recognizing it. Better late than never doesn't mean that all is forgiven, that all is forgotten, but at least they're taking some sort of steps. We'll know more in the next couple of days about what we're all going to be dealing with with this and whether or not this plan is going to have an impact So until we know exactly what it is, I'm going to hold off on whether or not I think it's going to work. I'm just excited that we've gotten to the point that somebody is looking out for us and not just the institutions we work for. Anyway, that's all I had to say today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking to some people who are going to give us uh, some insight as to what businesses can do to make sure that they're ready to reopen when the time comes. What independent contractors can do in the meantime to solidify uh, their prospects when this is all said and done and you know what businesses can do to make sure that the employees that they do have who maybe aren't getting direct payments right now are going to be taken care of in some capacity so that they want to return to work when the opportunity comes so we'll be getting into those things over the next few days in the meantime feel free to reach out to me about anything you want to talk about I just wanted to check in with you today um and don't forget, if you've not listened to this program very often or you haven't listened before, there's, there's all sorts of good people that I talk to on here. So check it out. Subscribe. Give me a rating. Send me some feedback. The email address, show at gmail.com. It's easy to find me there. You can find me on, on all of these social media uh, chapters as well. Chapters. Social media platforms. How about if I say it that way instead? Anyway, going a little stir crazy here, just wanted to reach out and say hello and um, give you my thoughts on what we've heard today. I'll know more. We'll know more in the next couple of days about whether or not Congress is going to act on this quickly and what it's going to mean for all of us. But I'm somewhat encouraged that it seems that everybody's finally, finally getting in line. Thanks for listening today. We'll talk again tomorrow. Look for an interesting interview there. See you then. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology, faster than thought possible, to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit. Deadline Detroit has some of the best journalists in the city. We're asking you to support independent, local journalism by joining our $3 a month membership. By joining, you become eligible to win prizes, including tickets for sporting events and gift cards to some of Detroit's best restaurants. Just go to our website and click the ad at the top or go to www.deadlinedetroit.com slash membership.